Welcome back, everyone, to episode 11 of the Jay Anxious Podcast, and I have a very special guest here with me today, Daisy Simonis. We're going back to the UK again with this episode. Daisy Simonis helps introverts supercharge their people skills without changing who they are. She is a TEDx event organizer in London, United Kingdom, and has worked with purpose-driven individuals and organizations, including the American Civil Liberties Union and Oxford University Press. You can find her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching her name, Daisy Simonis. She has a newsletter where she sends emails about the beauty and introversion, the beauty of introversion, how to supercharge your people's skills, and the power of your of our mindset. Sign up to it via the link on any of her social media platforms. It will also be in the show notes. She also offers free 30-minute strategy sessions that leave you with a plan on how to become socially self-confident. Thank you very much, Daisy, for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. How are you today? I'm really well. Thanks, Jay. Thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. So look, um, we have met through um, Rob Rikers and Jeff Callahan's Elite Connectors. And I saw how successful you were on social media and said, wow, I got to have Daisy on the podcast. So here we are. Um so tell us a little bit, a little bit more about your background. Uh, you're very accomplished, got a lot going on. So tell us about it. Yeah, sure. Um, so going back to um, perhaps an age that lots of people can identify with, um, pre-teenager, being very shy, introverted, I moved schools a lot and therefore had no identity. I kept slinking into the shadows in a pit of despair. Um, and things didn't really change until I went to university and did a degree in communications, um, where I discovered the power of making one-on-one connections. Um, it can lead to such incredible opportunities. And for me, it led to taking part in uh, national and international competitions, winning scholarships, um, and finding jobs that really suited who I was because I knew the right people. Um, And then this escalated once I graduated. I um, worked for Oxford University Press um, in PR, which is a social skills crash course in knowing how to talk to people. Um, Talking to journalists and pitching books is something that you have to become um, quite confident in (laughs) knowing how to be resilient and know what you're talking about. Um, and become very good at speaking with people you know beforehand when the phone would ring I would shy away from it um, after the phone's been ringing all day because I'm working on a campaign for the Oxford English Dictionary they launch a new word a word of the year every year and it gets a lot of press um, you have to you have to become competent at speaking with people on the phone um, so I developed so many skills to help me with that to the extent where some people Some of my friends don't even think I'm an introvert now because I know how to um, connect with people. Yeah, that's 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 great. That's great. So for all of our introverted friends out there, um, which I'm sure there's plenty, you have a lot of stuff about, you know, how to how to, you know, um, break out of your shell or, or, or get more socially involved and things like that. Can you give a quick, you know, maybe step one, two, three about how to really get going and, and to, uh, you know, 
admit or accept or, or realize, you know, that maybe you need to get out of your comfort zone a little bit or something along those lines? Sure. I think perhaps it might be useful to um, define what an introvert is because it has quite a lot of misconceptions around it. And it's often linked to being shy or anxious, which sometimes isn't the case. So um, I tend to think of introversion as um, answers to two questions. How do you um, respond to information from your environment? And how do you um, recharge your energy? Um, If you are drained by lots of information from a high stimulated environment, such as crowds or loud noises, and your energy is drained from um, being around lots of people for a long period of time, then you may be an introvert. It's got nothing to do with shyness or anxiety. Um, And so the first step to um, perhaps leaning into your growth zone and doing things that feel less comfortable is embracing who you are. You are a wonderful introvert. You have so many strengths. And the only difference from a lot of society is that you show up in a slightly different way. And that's fine. You know, that's even better than fine. Some of our strengths as introverts are really attentive listeners, having deep focus and being really creative. And the world needs um, us to be in it and us to show up. Right. So I would definitely say step one is is really looking into yourself, doing some reflection, introspection. Who are you? How do you want to show up to the world? And perhaps um, having some self-compassion for the parts of you that you might get frustrated at or that you wish were different. Um, we're all just fragile human beings trying to do our best in a world that is sometimes full of sadness and despair. And accepting that and knowing that your best every day might look different is such a wonderful place to start from. Okay, that's great. Can you expand on, um, you know, the the self-reflection? How, you know, because um, I would tend, like, because I would tend to overthink myself a lot, okay? So how do you do the self-reflection without overthinking you know, who it is that you are or what it is that you, you know, you, you are frustrated with yourself with, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, um, like where does, where does that, where is that fine line and how do you stay on the right side of it? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there might be two parts to what you're saying. So the first part is about, um, discovering who you are. And the second part is not judging who you find when you, when you do that. Um, so for me, um, and what I, I teach is um, a really good way is to take a notepad and a pen and perhaps have a bath or sit on the couch and just spend 20 minutes writing whatever comes out of your head. And just, just you know, free journaling um, um, is also called Morning Pages. If you do this in the morning, um, made famous by Seth Godin and someone else whose name I forget. Um, but it's basically just getting all of the stuff out of your head. Um, you can take this a step further if you want to go through an intense period of self-discovery and write a thousand words every single day. So perhaps in the evening or the morning, you just sit down and I find this easier typing. Just type whatever's in your head and you just leave it. No judgments. This is just who you are. The second part is about being compassionate to the person who you find out that you are. 
So self-compassion involves treating yourself the way that you would want a friend um, to treat you who is going or, or to treat a friend who is going through a hard time, even if your friend is feeling inadequate or is facing a really tough challenge. And it helps you become an inner ally rather than an inner enemy. Um, and so mindful self-compassion, which is the practice I follow, was created by Kristen Neff. And she has three parts to it. Self-kindness, common humanity and mindfulness. So self-kindness is when we are caring towards ourselves as we are towards others. Common humanity is the sense of interconnectedness. We are all humans. We are all flawed works in purpose. And then mindfulness is being aware of moment to moment experience in a really clear and balanced manner. And one way to do this is to keep a notepad by you as you go throughout your day. Perhaps if you work in an office, have it next to your computer. And when you have thoughts come up, negative thoughts, self-critical thoughts, write them down. Just, just document them, get them out of your head and carry on with your day. And then you can come back to it later that day or in the evening and ask yourself, are these thoughts helping me? How can I think of this in a different way? If I want to become the person who is my future self working towards my goals, do I need to change these um, mindsets that come up and how can I do that? And it's about doubting your doubts, doubting the inner voice in your head. You don't have to attach yourself to your thoughts. Thoughts come and go. They are not our identity. Ourselves are different than our mind, if that makes any sense. Well, coming from the anxiety genre that I come in and, and the reason why we're having this podca podcast today is because um, with things, especially de with dealing with anxiety, and I think there's a lot of similarities to that, to, you know, the introvertedness, not saying that introverts are anxious people, but as an anxious person myself, um, you definitely have to separate your thoughts and not connect yourself to your thoughts because sometimes your thoughts bring on the panic attacks. And that's the only thing that brings on a panic attack is thoughts. So um, I definitely understand that the connection there between, you know, um, not connecting yourself to your thoughts because you are not your thoughts. They come and go as crazy and as absurd and obscene as they can be from time to time. Believe me, I've been there. Um, you know, that's not who you are. No. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely understand where you're coming from there, but let me, let me ask you this question. Um, you know, self-kindness and, and, um, but at what point do you have to say, you know, like, kind of like, fuck this, I'm not weak. I could get through this, like a little bit, like kick your inner ass, if you will, like a little bit and say like, come on, let's go stop, stop being weak, stop being, you know, a little baby and, and, and let's, let's, let's fucking do this here. Talk to like, w w at what point does that come into play? Yeah, it's a really interesting misconception. And it's something that I had myself as well, where I thought if I was self-compassionate, I would stop um, being ambitious and I wouldn't work as hard towards my goals. But um, Christian Neff um, did loads of research around this and it's found that individuals with greater self-compassion tend to have greater happiness, better relationships, less anxiety, less depression, because they talk to themselves exactly the same way that you did but in a more parental caring manner. So instead of saying words like, you baby, you know, get on with it, go off your ass, move forwards. It's perhaps saying, you know what, that was really hard. And um, I, yes, you were really frustrated, 
perhaps um, it's a situation that someone else would have been frustrated in. It's okay. You didn't get enough sleep last night. It's fine. We will just accept this moment for how it is, learn from it and move forward. And the next time an event happens that perhaps triggers in us something that we haven't worked through, uh-huh. remembering what you did before will stop you repeating the same actions over and over again. Wow. See, I've never heard anything explained in like a lot of the self-help stuff revolves around the, the the ideas that I was putting forward as opposed to the way that you were thinking. And, you know, definitely there could be something to that. Um, that's, that's very interesting. So a parental point of view, that's, that's really interesting. So saying, you know, um, let's say you had, uh, I don't know, g- give us an example. I, I mean, you gave us a small example there, but give me another example of saying, you know, um, you, um, you are, you know, at a party and there's somebody that you, uh, would really like to mentor you or they would really like, or you'd really like to just connect with the network with them and you fail to act on, on the opportunity. What, like, how would you talk to yourself about that? Yeah, that's a really good example, um, especially because the longer we put taking action off, the more nervous we become thinking about it. Um, so having the intention is a great place to start. I am going to talk to this person who I want to make a connection with and perhaps lead to a greater and deeper relationship like being mentored. Um, and then it's about looking for the opportunities to do that. Um, are they constantly surrounded by people? Is there a chance that I can talk to them when they're alone? Um, and if for whatever reason you don't take that action, perhaps looking at it from a place of, okay, that was great. You had the intention. I'm celebrating you for wanting to do this because it shows that you want to grow. Um, it wasn't the right time. Um, perhaps you were too nervous um, perhaps you were distracted but how can you put a plan in place to do this the next time so you're not beating yourself up you recognize that we're all humans we all have these really great intentions you know you want to lose weight you want to put on muscle you want to get into relationship most of the time life says "Mm, you know what that isn't going to happen this time around that's fine it's just the course of life But what you can do is instead of beating yourself up, come away, put together a plan and then try again next time. If that doesn't work, you say, "Okay, what have I learned from this? How can I change this for the next time I want to take advantage of this opportunity? And you try again. And it's all about not um, criticizing yourself. You are doing the best that you can. If you're not doing the best that you can, well, then that's another conversation to have. But if you do your best every single day, you will live a life with no regrets. Yeah, I mean that that is that is a great example. That is that is definitely perfect. So, one of the posts that you had on LinkedIn because I see that you do, do a lot more on LinkedIn, and you could find Daisy on LinkedIn at Daisy uh, Daisy Simonis. Um, I really liked, uh, you know, our mindset shapes our day to day. A lot of our day is on autopilot rather than conscious action. Here are four common thoughts that may be holding you back. If I make a mistake, that's it. Everyone will notice. No one will speak with me. Again, having social skills and being charismatic is something other people find easily naturally. It's not me. When a social situation has gone well, it's because of someone else rather than my presence. Even if you know excellent social skills, tools, and techniques, if your mind is telling you otherwise, you can get 
really discouraged. The power of our mindset is huge. Um, identifying and writing down these thoughts can make a big difference in challenging them. We could even start to question them. Is there a way of improving my life? Is there something I can do about this? Could there be another, could, could I be open to another possibility? Um, talk about the self-awareness that you were talking about there. Cause you said becoming self-aware of our automatic thoughts and beliefs can expedite progress towards becoming the person we want to be. Can you, can you, I really like that post and that did hit home for me. Where did that come from? And like, expand on, on the self-awareness and expand on, you know, your mindset of the day. Yeah. I, I think I always underestimate how powerful our mindset is. And sometimes some shifts take me longer to adapt to than others. So for example, um, coming from a place of believing that you are not good enough, you are not worthy enough. There's something wrong with you as a human being to a place of I am enough for some people that shift is well it just is easy it's natural to them they have strong self-confidence they have um a you know they have stronger self-love than others but for some of us and this is um myself included moving from a place of not feeling worthy to a place of actually I am enough exactly as I am doesn't mean that I won't stop learning growing and improving but inherently I'm just a human being for me that was a massive mindset shift that took a lot of active work to go through and it involved becoming very conscious and very present of myself as much as I could even to the point now Jay where I can feel emotions throughout my body so when I get I'm uncomfortable or anxious I will notice myself twisting my feet I'll start wringing my hands I'll start playing with my hair and when I notice that I'm doing this it's a reminder for me to to stop to breathe to um perhaps stand up and move I learned an excellent technique a couple of months ago of jigging you literally jig up and down in the spot so bouncing but don't let your feet leave the ground um, for a couple of minutes and you just feel all the tension <laughs> flow out of your body. It's just really, really effective. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so the first step is noticing where thoughts are coming up and they don't feel comfortable or they feel um, critical. Um, becoming aware of that, becoming aware of it in your body and then replacing it with another thought what do I want to think instead of this? So when you tell yourself, I'm stupid, I never amount, to, I will never amount to anything. How is that helping you? You know, if you speak of it, think of it logically and rationally. If I told um, a loved one this, it's just going to destroy them. So why would I tell myself this? How can I say that to myself in a better way? So instead of thinking I am stupid, you could perhaps think I am learning, I am growing and there are other people who have been in my place before. And look where they are now. It, it just involves persistence, consistency, and taking it step by step. Instead of thinking, I will never amount to anything, it's looking back at your life, proving to your mind that you have accomplished something by writing them down. Go back through your life and write down every single thing you're proud of. And there is something that you have done. I promise you, you will not be listening to this podcast if it wasn't something that you have done in your life that you are proud of. And write it down and tell, you know, show your mind, actually, I am successful. And because I have this strong foundation, 
I can bounce off this and I can your exponential expands as you move towards it you will never know how great you can become but it's becoming aware of that that in the first place that's very powerful (laughs) stuff there Daisy and um (laughs) and I uh I definitely know that my audience will will you know definitely benefit from from that uh, what you said so I like to ask all my guests a few things uh especially I'm struggling with habits and routines. Do you have any morning evening routines that you uh, are have set in and you know, what works for you? Yeah. The question of a morning routine is um, such a great one. I um, go with the philosophy of a mentor of mine, Ramit Sethi, who says that the best morning routine has been designed months in advance. So you just get up and you get on with your day. So for me, this starts with gratitude journaling. I will write down between five to seven things I'm grateful for. Everything as, um, I don't want to use the word basic because for some people this is not basic, but everything as, um, as ordinary for me as hot running water or heating um, to being grateful that I'm healthy, I'm employed, I'm happy. So I start off with gratitude journaling. I will then meditate for 10 to 15 minutes um, which involves mindful self-compassion so I will um, give myself self-compassion and then spread it out onto the world as well and imagine the whole world surrounded in love and kindness and light and I find that really helps me throughout the day stay grounded. I will then write a letter either to or from my future self which is such a powerful exercise. There's this really great great website called futureme.org And you can write letters to yourself in the future and they will be emailed to you at whatever date you set them. So I tend to write a letter to myself one, three and five years in the future. And it's such a lovely surprise opening your email one day and seeing a letter from past you. Um, So I will do that. And then I will um, write down my intentions, my affirmations. So anything from um, I am enough to... um, you know, you've got this. These are my uh, writing down my goals. I read out my goals every single day. I have a vision board, which I look at. Um, and then I spend probably about 10 minutes um, reflecting on questions such as um, insp- inspired from Tim Ferriss. So how can I achieve my 10 year goal within six months? Or um, how do I need to become the person I want to be now rather than in the future? Or what is the easiest way to achieve the goals that I want? Um, so the whole thing takes me about half an hour to 45 minutes and it's just a really lovely way to start my day. I really enjoy it. Do you have a morning routine? I do have a morning routine. It has absolutely positively nothing like that whatsoever, but, um, (laughs) uh, I get up about 20 minutes to five in the morning every single day. I do a little bit of breath work, Wim Hof method, breath work stuff, uh, 10 to 15 minutes there. And then I'm generally dressed for the gym before I do that. And off I go to the gym. I usually get there by six and I'm done with the gym by seven, seven thirty. I do a uh, sauna every single day, 20 to 30 minutes. And then the rest of my day is fucked up. Uh, <laughs> really, oh no. Yeah. I, I lose, I completely lose, you know, all sense of routine after that whatsoever. So I need to adopt more of an idea of what you're talking about, you know, where 
goals. I don't do goals. I don't write down goals. I don't have anything like that. I just, uh, I've been winging it and I know that's maybe not the best way for everybody. Um, I know it's not the best way for me. I need a routine. Um, it's just really difficult now, which is completely an excuse with lockdown and the kids being home and everything like that. It's tough, but, um, it is tough. It is really tough. And I find that I need to regularly boost my mindset throughout the day. I have go-to videos and go-to podcasts that I listen to because I find myself sliding into a dip, usually between one and four. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I need to um, switch my thoughts or, or help myself a little bit more. Um, because, okay. yeah, you know, sometimes with lockdown, especially, things can get pretty tough. Yeah. Well, not like I'm in the States, I'm in Pennsylvania, so it's hasn't been all that difficult here. I mean, we've had a a few stretches where the first lockdown was a few months. The second one was a few weeks. Um, And as for me, I'm considered, no air quotes, an essential employee, whatever that means. I, I think everybody out there who has a job is essential, which is absolute fucking nonsense. But anyway, um, so I've been out and about in the public the entire time this pandemic has been going on. Um, now I know, I have know of people who've got it. Family members have got it. My mom and dad had it, but they didn't have anything more than a sinus infection. The other one was tired for a few days, you know, lucky them. I agree, but you know, that is what it is. But, um, so that hasn't, I just, I've found it difficult my entire life to find any type of routine that I stick to, um, outside of I eat on a routine and I work out on a routine. Other than that, my life is not, has no routine to it whatsoever. But that's really interesting because for me, my routine is fueled by my bigger why, my big my, my purpose for being, my significance being on earth. Um, and that just makes it easy. And perhaps food, you know, we have to eat. So this is why food is quite easy to have a routine. But um, the other parts of it, I don't know, maybe there's something that that you could explore more around your greater purpose, or especially around the podcast. I mean, it, it's such a fab podcast, and I think it can drive so many great habits. Yeah, I, I definitely, I'm definitely, i definitely going to work on that, um, and I will. I, I, I do have a lot of things to work on. We all do, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm just a work in progress here, and um, this is step one of a million steps that I'm going to take to be getting out of my comfort zone and everything else, because, you know, I've been through 25 years of hell. So yeah, but it is time for me to start setting up a regular routine. Um, but the breath work really helps. I've come a long way with that. Um, you know, so let me ask you about your meditation. Um, is there a specific type of meditation you do? How do you get situated into your meditation? Like, how does that work? Um, so I start off with um, a practice that I learned from Naval Ravikant, which is you just sit there with your, with, your, with your eyes closed and let whatever comes up, comes up. He recommends that you do it for 60 minutes every day, which I've known people who have done that. Um, I believe it's for 60 days minimum, but ideally you continue um, as, as long as you can. Um, so you, so you sit there in the morning for 60 minutes, let your thoughts come up into your head um, and let them go and see what happens. Um, I don't do it for 60 minutes. I would say it'll be about five minutes. I have done it for that amount of time before unintentionally when I've been on the back of a motorbike 
Um, and there is nothing to do apart from sit there and allow thoughts to come into your head. And it is really interesting because it does take me about one hour before my mind starts to calm down. So I, in the future, I will be prioritizing that more. But currently, it's about five minutes. And then the other five to 10 minutes um, are all about um, mindful self-compassion. So I will um, do self-compassionate breathing, which every time you breathe in, you imagine yourself being filled with kindness and love and um, compassion for yourself. Um, and then when you breathe out, um, it's spread all over your body. And then when you breathe in, you fill yourself up and then you spread it all over your body when you breathe out. And I also link that to some vis visualization of um, a white glow surrounding me, a white or light pink glow, which is coming out of my heart and surrounds my whole body. Um, and then um, I will expand that glow as far as I can. So I will breathe in for myself with love and kindness and compassion, breathe out and spread it, for example, all over Oxford. So I'm currently sat in Oxford. Um, I will cover Oxford in love, breathe in, fill myself up, breathe out, cover the whole of the UK. And so the idea is to cover the world and then further out into the galaxies and up to the sun. And just everything around you is love, positivity, kindness. And then it slowly starts to come back. Everything in the world that you've spread out comes back, back, back into you and it fills your heart up. And then you just breathe and open your eyes. And it's a wonderful way of 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 starting your day wow that is really really interesting stuff um yeah you know wow so you cover the the entire world the galaxy and and beyond with love kindness and then it comes back to you that's a that's a, a very interesting a very interesting concept um I find that I get stuck in my head quite a lot and you might be able to identify identify with this I find that people with and perhaps more anxiety than others, we, we tend to get trapped in our heads. Um, and this is a good way of me, for me to become come out of my body and realise on the grand scheme of things, um, my life is quite insignificant. It doesn't mean that I'm insignificant as a person, but I'm just a tiny blip. Um, and there's so, there's so, much, it's so, so much out there which is bigger than myself. And having that sense of awe and that sense of connection with the universe really really grounds me that's 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 fantastic and it's extremely extremely interesting so um wow now i was gonna move on but i have i have one more question for that um is there any other concepts to that technique of not filling trying to fill the galaxy or cover the earth in love and kindness but do you can uh, how do i even say this um can you pinpoint certain, like pinpoint certain people that you may know that are having a hard time? So kind of like yeah. a prayer, mm -hmm. like a prayer for somebody, but uh, you know, kind of yeah, maybe you know some sort of personal prayer to some. Like, can you pinpoint that love and kindness to somebody else? Is what like as opposed to just blanketing cities, blanketing the earth, blanketing the galaxy? Can you? maybe pinpoint that energy to somebody in specific, somebody specific. A hundred percent. And that is also how it's usually taught. I think um, because 
sometimes we find it really hard to be nice to ourselves. It's easier to be love to be loving towards someone else. So the first step is to think of someone who is really special in your life, a loved one, a really close friend, and wish them joy and happiness and love. Um, so my, my go-to words are, may you be courageous, may you live in love, and may you be seen and supported. And perhaps someone who's going through a hard time, who you just want to dedicate some of your, your mind and your love to. So I will think of them and I will wish them all this goodness. The next step would be to think of someone who perhaps um, has offended you slightly in the past or who you have a little bit of a tricky relationship with and it's seeing how it feels to wish them the same love that you wish towards your loved one um, and this is such a lovely lovely way of soothing old tensions and old angers and it's not excusing any behavior that was done towards you it's giving yourself the permission to let go um, I think it was Buddha who said um, anger is like drinking poison um, and so it's it's just allowing yourself to to not feel like that. Some people find that is easier than wishing ourselves courage, love and support. Um, but I think once you get to a point when you have greater self-compassion, you are able to quite naturally wish yourself um, good things as well as a loved one or perhaps someone who you have tension with. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's terrific. I think that's, that could be somewhere not, I'm going to adopt, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try some of that techniques. I think that would benefit me quite a bit. Um, so as we move along here, um, you alerted me to the fact that you are starting a beta program coming out here in the end of February called how to connect with anyone. Um, and you could uh, you could reach out to Daisy on her, any of her social media about how to get involved in this beta concept. Um, so tell us a little bit about your program, your uh, you know big project here, how to connect with anyone. I would love to. Um, so I've I found throughout my training and my experience that um, authentic connections are so important to human beings. Without them, they can cost us. Um, a lot of things, both, both emotional costs, such as loneliness, which is um, a, actually quite a high cause of death, unfortunately. Um, it can also cost us money. Some of us turn to drink or other substances to feel like we belong. Um, it can cost um, you friendships. It can cost you self-love. So yes, connection is really important. Um, so this program is all about helping introverts to connect with people authentically and have social self-confidence all without ch uh, changing who you are. It will help you deal with social situations appropriately and confidently and expand your network. And I found that there are four core processes, uh, concepts to connecting authentically with others which are vulnerability, curiosity, empathy, and positivity. And vulnerability is all about discovering who you are, where you are at the moment, um, what your strengths are, what are the parts of you that are perhaps more challenging and um, that you need to work on a bit more, um, and um, training in self-compassion to accept yourself as you are and also know that you can expand your potential. 
once you have embraced your vulnerability and, and who you are as a person, the next stage is curiosity. And this is all about how to connect with people. So the tools and the techniques, how to create a good first impression, how to start conversations, how to deal with groups. These are all big things for introverts, how to deal with extroverts, for example, um, dealing with awkwardness. So those are the really tactical um, tools of the program. The next right. stage is empathy. So how to deeply connect with someone, which covers everything from body language, how to be a good listener and nonviolent communication, which um, is just such a lovely way of, of communicating and, and speaking with people. And then finally, the program ends on positivity. So who is the person that you want to be? How can you meet new people who are like that? How can you make friends with strangers? Um, dealing with energy management, how to be charismatic. And finally, who is the future, the future self that you want to grow into? And let's create a plan and let's set you up to be feel to feel really confident in achieving that plan. You have all of the tools, you know what to do with mindset. We've worked through all of the bigger issues. Um, and by the end of the program, you are flying. Wow. So so you said four steps, but vulnerability, vulnerability, curiosity, empathy, positivity, and then create a plan. Would that be the fifth step or is that just part of the fourth step? Part of the fourth step. All about okay. being a positive person. You are creating the future that you want. You are designing your life rather than letting life do its, have its way with you. Yeah, I, I'm very familiar with having that happen to me, believe me when I tell you. <laughs> no, that's excellent. So in your program, how are you going to set up uh, customized programs for people, how they deal with their vulnerability, how they create curiosity, you know, how to feel that sense of empathy, empathy, and then, you know, become the positive person. Are you going to create that plan for them? Yeah. So there are concepts, core concepts throughout which work for, for introverts, especially. Um, we've, we've touched on them briefly. So mindful self-compassion, um, how to, connect with people like the actual tools to connect with people how to empathize this is a skill that you can learn you can learn to be empathetic and then how to design your future self these are all universal concepts that apply to everyone however i am an introvert and i work best with introverts which is why everything has been tailored specifically towards those of us who also identify as introverts okay so is that going to be kind of a prerequisite to be into the program is that you probably have to be an introvert? You don't really want to any extroverts in there? <laughs> um, I ooh, I probably work better with introverts. I had, actually haven't worked with an extrovert, just um, not out of, out of intention, but I think um, introverts um, resonate with what I have to say a bit more because I know what it's like to feel out of place, to feel ignored, to be talked over. Um, extroverts like to process their thinking out loud and so they don't mind doing things like interrupting whereas introverts tend to process everything in our heads internally or through our bodies or through writing and so we see things like interrupting as being really rude um, and so my techniques are all about dealing with an extroverted society because most of society is extroverted hmm. I wonder where I fall. I think I'm probably an extrovert. I interrupt a lot. <laughs> what drains you of energy? How do you energize yourself? How do I energize myself? In what way? Um, I don't know. I guess my diet is the way I energize myself. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, 
uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Can you explain how do I energize myself? So let's say you've been out um, to a party, and I know this feels like a very long time ago now, but um, you've been you've been in at this venue and it's really loud. So there are lots of people. Um, perhaps there's alcohol. You know, maybe two or three people. There's lots of people you don't know. How would you handle that? I would definitely mingle and try to meet as many people as I possibly could. That would be me. Um, I don't, I would, you know, work through the people that I do know and get introduced. And definitely if there's alcohol, forget it. I'm going, I'm going to meet 50 to 60% of the people at that, at that, at that venue. (laughs) And then when you leave the venue, how do you feel? I would feel really good about meeting all those new people. Yeah. You you are more, I would say, perhaps along the extrovert. It's a scale. It's it's not like a, I, I dislike labels. I think they can be quite limiting. They can either free us because we discover our strengths or they can limit us. Um, so it's a, I say introversion to extroversion is a scale. And I would say you fall more along the lines of the extroverted part of that. That's yeah, I, I would agree with you. Um, you know, I also... <laughs> being the host of a podcast, I guess this wouldn't surprise you, but I would also be one of the people who would like get up on stage and not have you afraid to have a speech in front of everybody or just talk. <laughs> See, that fills me with dread unless I'm prepared. Introverts are great when they're prepared, but it's the whole spontaneous talk on the spot, which makes my heart flutter and my palms get all sweaty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't bother me at all. I'd just hop up there and just start going for it and uh, see what happened. But, um, so as we wrap up the show here, Daisy, um, you know, again, you want people to connect with you via your social media uh, about the program, uh, looking for introverts, right? Looking for people that you want to work with or whoever, right? Would we want to get into that program? I love connecting with people and hearing your stories. Um, no obligation of um, moving forward with a program, of course. I just love creating authentic connections and if any of what I've said has resonated with you, um, I would love to chat. Please feel free to connect with me. Awesome. That is that is terrific. And again, you can find her at Daisy Simonis on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. Just look her name up. She's everywhere. She also has a Facebook group that I will add the link in the show notes if you want to take, take join her group. It's fantastic. I'm in it. I believe I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, just, to, just a little heads up. Uh, Daisy and I could see ourselves. Now, everybody knows that my podcast is audio only, but Daisy and I could see ourselves. And we have been on uh, this call for a little over 42 minutes now. And she has had a smile on her face the entire time, which I find <laughs> I find to be just 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 you know, joyful and, and, and all the stuff that she's talking about spreading love and joy all over the place. I believe she really means it because she has just had a smile on her face for 42 straight minutes. I don't know how, how her face isn't sore. I'm sure she's like that all day long, but I think it's very, it's very cute and it's very amusing. And I've just had a, a really good time with you chatting about, you know, everything that you talk about and, you know, I wish you nothing but success and, and, and as much as you can want to, and, and, and you're going to help people and you've already helped people. I think it's fantastic. So again, calling all those introverts, check Daisy out at Daisy Simonis all over social media and check her program out launching the end of February. Anything you want to add uh, Daisy before we end the show here? Jay, you have been such a delight to talk with. Thank you so much for creating 
this podcast, which um, I know will help so many people. I've listened to loads of episodes and a lot of what your guests have said has resonated so deeply. So thank thank you for doing this. Oh my goodness, Daisy! Thank you so much for for that for that kind words, and I I just appreciate you know that uh, it means a lot to me because um, the only reason why I'm doing this is is to help people, um, you know, help people help themselves because you can't be helped unless you want to be helped. So, you know, the people who are listening to this and need some help in any way, shape, or form—that's why I do such a wide range of topics on the show—is because everybody's struggling with something or, or everybody needs a little push with something. So, um, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, one last time at Daisy Simonis, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook group, check them all out. Check out the show notes. Again, I am Jay anxious at Jay anxious on Twitter and Instagram. You could also find me on Facebook at the Jay anxious podcast page. Check me out. Um, Thank you very much, everybody, for your time today. Episode 11 was great. Thank you again, Daisy. And remember, everybody, listen and learn. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.